Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good Lord. <laughs> that makes folks I'm making all kinds of noise. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for just being so good and so gracious to us and so faithful. And we give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So, uh, are you guys tired of the sunshine? No. Like, so I'm kind of missing all that rain, you know? It's all the wet, rain, and cold. I mean, what is What's that? It's like, we're going to pray for me, right? So, so um, we're in Romans. We were kind of in Romans. We're kind of going, I try, I'm trying to get through Romans. So let me go there. And, um, Romans chapter four is where we're going to go, but I'm going to finish up. Again, the end of three, just because it sets everything up for four. So now what did we, chapter one's about indulgence. We try to indulge in things. Uh, it's like we have a hole in our heart that, that we're trying to fill with something that's anything but God, right? And so you can indulge in all kinds of different things. Like for me, I like donuts, man. And the donuts don't like me back, right? So... <laughs> So we can get into this indulging cycle, trying to fill something, and God's in us already, right? We're we're made in the image of God, and we have Jesus in us. But at the same time, if we don't realize who we are and what He's done for us, and and, and walk in that, we'll try to fill that peace and that void with other things. Romans two is about comparison, not just comparing. Um, or judging others, but also judging ourselves. And we only have one judge, and who's our judge? God. And when he judged us, he judges us now based on what? On Jesus, right? On the blood and the finished work of Jesus. So that gives us hope. And then it comes to three. And that's about saving yourself. I mean, let's try to save ourselves. <laughs> it's, a, it's like all the time. It's like, oh, well, I'll do good. If I, I do good, I get good, do bad, get beat, right? Sometimes that's how, how it feels. But if it's all based on what we do, then that's where we lose. That's where we lose because it's not about us. It's about him and who he is in us. Now, we are made in his image. Like there's greatness inside of you. God made you in his image. So in Romans, I'm going to go to Romans chapter I'm going to start in 3, verse 19, and I'm going to read on because I think it's real important. It, indulging won't save you. Comparing won't save you. It's trying to save yourself won't save you, but there's one thing that will save you, and his name is Jesus. Jesus wasn't the way. He is the way. Jesus wasn't a light. He is the light. Jesus wasn't a way to peace. He is peace in every way shape and form and so when we see who he is and, and realize that that how many guys believe the bible says that god lives inside us right so 
if Christ in us is the hope of glory, if Christ in us, the one who hung the moon and the stars, it said in him all things were created. So the creator of the heavens and the earth lives where? Inside us, right? So my question is, once he gets inside, now why would he choose us? I mean, come on. Why, why, if you were God and you could live anywhere you wanted to live, why would you choose us? I mean, I know it's a pretty house. I mean, look at me. But he could chose a whole lot of other things. But guess what he chose? He chose us. Now, technically, he's in all things. But if the God, the creator of the universe, lives inside us, once he gets inside us, does all of a sudden he quit being God and he loses his power? Does it all of a sudden, does it mean that there's something that's impossible for God? Because the Bible says with God, nothing is impossible. Or with God, all things are possible, right? So that same creator, the one that hung the moon and the stars and the and the sun and, and created us in his image lives right here inside you. He didn't lose his power. He didn't lose his Godship. He's still that same God and he chose to live in you. That's why it says there's nothing impossible with him. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you will make our mortal bodies alive. Now think about that. Why? Because he doesn't just give life. He is. He is life. And so we can take that to the bank and trust him. Everybody awake this morning? So it says here in Romans 3.19, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, now we know if it says in the Bible, therefore, what, what do we always ask ourselves? What's it there for? He's given us a reason, right? Therefore, no one. Now listen, no one. Do you know what that means in Greek? No one. You know what it means in English? No one, right? You know what it means in every other language? No one. Listen to this. No one. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. <clears throat> Now, I want to point something. That his in your Bible right there, is that a capital? Mine's, mine's a different. I got is that a capital? Yeah. No, it's a little h, right? So guess who it's not talking about? If it was a capital, do you know who it would be talking about? God. Do you know who he's talking about now? He's talking about you. What are you conscious of? What are you thinking of? Listen again to this right here. It says, therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight 
by observing the law. Now that's his sight too. It's God's sight too. What he's saying is you're never going to feel righteous by observing the law and by observing the law alone. Why? Because you can't keep it. Like you can't keep it to the fullest extent. Like, am I the only one who can't keep it? Like anyone in here that can't keep it perfect, raise their hand. Wow. Wow. Cool. So, right? Like it's all of us, right? It's just by God's grace. So here we're thinking, well, if I do good enough, then I'll earn God's blessing or I'll earn my salvation or I'll get here or I'll get there. And then we realize we mess up. And even Jesus took it to the pinnacle where he said, if you even hate your brother, you're a sinner. Or if you look on a woman, you committed adultery. He said, he's taking it to the heart and the intentions. He's like, if you're not keeping it completely, even in your heart and in your mind, you are not keeping the law. And that was the standard. The, the law is not bad. It's the standard of who God is. That's who we are in, in ourselves. We're made in his image, but without him, we ain't going to do it. It takes his grace. It takes his peace. It takes his goodness. And it takes his strength. You will wear yourself out trying to do the law. To the point to now, it's not just now, listen again here. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight. I always thought that was God. Well, I want me to declare righteous in his sight, but it's just not his sight. It's our sight. Because we know. If we ain't fooling ourselves, we know. So he says this, rather, through the law, we, now who's that we talking about? us right wait do you know this you go into like some of the hotels and the gideons have this these bibles in there and you open it up and it, and it says this this is the book that brings freedom why does it bring freedom because it's telling us who we are the bible says whom the sun sets free is free if they keep the law <laughs> Who the sun sets free is free if they go to church every Sunday. Whom the sun sets free is free if they don't mess up, if they don't sin. No, who the sun sets free is free indeed. You know what he's saying? When I set you free, you are completely free and not just free, but free indeed. No, it means indeed, and I love the wording in the Bible because I think there's no coincidence, because what he's saying is free indeed, but it also could be like if you separated the N and the D, free in deeds too, free in what you're doing too. It brings you free indeed, so that when you're in your deeds, you're still free even when you mess up. I learned that with horses so much. Man, if you don't allow a horse opportunity to mess up, you'll never train him, right? I used to, like, think I worked for a trainer, and he was so good, man. He could get those horses. The best trainer maybe I've ever been around, but he was, like, never let the horse get out of position. Always make sure the horse is perfect and here and there. 
and the horse might be able to do it with this help. But then when you go to the show, sometimes it'd be real good and sometimes they'd mess up. And when they messed up, do you know what they'd do? They'd freak out. You know why they'd freak out? Because they didn't know where to go. It, they, they didn't know what to do. And they're like, oh my gosh, I messed up and I don't know what I'm doing. And they didn't know how to live. But I worked for another trainer and he was one of the best trainers I ever been around. And, and you know what he did? He's like, James, let that horse mess up. Let it miss the cow. Miss the cow and you stop it and run it back. It'll learn, hey, get to that. This is where you find peace. This is where you find, find, find rest. This is where you're going to get air. And you know what those horses did? They got there. Oh, I need to be here. Yeah, I messed up here, but I know I'm supposed to be here. And then they could think and process things and get to that space, that, that spot where they're supposed to be. It made a huge difference. And that's where, where God's calling us. He's like, I'm in a relationship with you. How many of us, you know, we're married or in a relationship? You know, we're all in some kind of relationship, right? And and I keep telling Linda it's taken her forever to figure out I'm right all the time. <laughs> and boy, it sure is, you know. And so, but like, if you have a relationship that's based completely on do this, do this, do this, do this, and you mess up, and then oh, you know, you get shy in that, and then it becomes burdensome and not a relationship. The Bible says that in him, we live and move and have our doing. No, not our doing, have our being. Just being with him, just allowing him to be in us and us in him. We're one with him and he's one with us and we're complete and whole in him. And so here, rather through the law, we become conscious of sin. Now, what does it mean to be conscious? Like some of you guys, like, like well, that means when I wake up, you know, or you're like, like someone passes out, and you're like, I gotta make sure they're conscious. What is that? They need to come awake, right? Right? Some of us are walking around, we're, we're awake and we're walking, but we're not conscious. Do you know why? Because we have all these thoughts flying by. Am I the only one who ever has that? Like you'll be sitting here talking like, like you while I'm preaching right now. Some of you are like saying, wow, Pastor James is sure good looking. And other ones are like saying, I wish Pastor James would shut up, you know, and then like you get all these thoughts, right? But that's not who you are. Those are thoughts that you're thinking, right? So what are what's our consciousness? Um, our consciousness is this. We are the observers of our thoughts so we can observe our thoughts like do you ever know why did i think that well why did i think that why because i'm greater than my thoughts i am not my thoughts and so i can i can um, choose what i'm thinking right the bible talks about casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of god well what are those imaginations there's good imaginations but there's imaginations that take us and lie to us. Like you get something starting to happen, like you're getting on a horse 
that horse is going to buck and you start picturing it in your mind that that horse is going to buck and pretty soon you get scared and you get tentative and guess what you end up doing and i'm making that horse or setting that horse up to buck right why because you let that thought control you rather than saying yeah you know it is a possibility this horse could buck but you know what i'm going to do i'm going to move its feet around and i'm going to choose a different outcome and so when you look what you focus on is what you give power in your life. Now listen to that. What you focus on is what you give power in your life. That's why he's saying if we have a consciousness of sin, what are we going to be driving towards? Sin. But if we have a consciousness of I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a son of God. And that changes our whole world, right? Because you get the, the those little, little voices coming saying, well, you're right, boy, you messed up. You sorry, sucker. God ain't going to love you. You say, no, that's not true. He loved me so much that he died for me. We went, um, my wife's aunt passed away last week. And um, so we had our funeral Friday and, and um, we got to, um, we got to officiate. It was a tremendous honor. But I was talking to one of her cousins afterwards, and he was telling me, he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, it wasn't her son, but it was another cousin. But anyway, um, he's he was talking to me. He goes, Do you know what, James? He goes, goes, I look, I my mom used to believe in Jesus, and then when she passed, she'd always tell me about Jesus. He said, If you ever get in trouble, all you need to do is just call on Jesus. And so um he said. I was like, yeah, right, Jesus, whatever, you know. He's like, I kind of believe, but I kind of not sure I don't believe. And so he said, I had this dream. He's like, and I was driving in my truck, and he said it was so real, and I got hit and knocked off this cliff, and I was just going down and down and down. And he was like, I was, I was afraid. It's like I was so afraid that if I didn't wake up before my dream was over, I'd never wake up. And he's like, I just a terror come through me. And he said, all I could hear and remember was my mom. He loves you. All you got to do is call on him and he'll be right there. So he said, Jesus, help me. And he said, the moment he said that, Jesus popped over into the passenger side, took his hand and looked at him. And he said, he didn't have to say a word. He said, it was like Jesus was just like reading his mind and just like pouring his love into him. And he just started tearing up and sobbing. He's like, I didn't know he loved me that much. All I felt was love. And he said, the moment that Jesus got there, everything stopped. And I was okay. And he said, and I woke up. And he's like, I can feel it. It's so real. It's like it happened to me for real. And he's like, and it literally changed his life. That's the Jesus that I love. That's the Jesus I'm talking about. The Jesus who will come and talk to you in your dreams. I can in in a lot of the Muslim world and other countries, they're having dreams and Jesus is appearing to them and they're giving their hearts to Jesus. Why? Because he loves people. Can you believe that? Even the people you don't like, you know what? He loves them, man. And so he's going to do everything he can to reach them. But here's what changes is we get this consciousness 
of not of sin, but a consciousness of, wow, I didn't know he loved me this much. And like, why would he even love me? Why? I mean, you know what I did? You know what I'm doing? And you still love me. And do you know what that does? It changes your heart and makes your life change and turn around, right? So rather than having a consciousness of sin, we get a consciousness of righteousness. We're not taking every thought. We're taking thoughts captive. It's not necessarily wrong. It is what it is. Those thoughts come in. You know what? Could be. It is what it is. Acknowledge it and then move on. And do you know what? The truth of God that this planet in will come and say, no, that's not true. I love you so much that I died for you. And then that's how we live. That's how in him we live and move and have our being. That boring? No. No, kind of exciting, isn't it? When you think about it. But he says this, but I love God's butts. <laughs> like change the song, I love God's butts and I cannot lie. I think there's a song. Right? Yeah, never mind. That's a great title. I love God's butts and I cannot lie. Great title. But I say that in church. I just did. Yeah. It's right in the Bible, yeah. But now, the when? Now. When? Now. When is now? When is now? Now. Right now. When is now? Right now. The present. Right? You know, in the Hebrew, Hebrew language, there's not even no future. You know why? Because they realize that, that it's by faith. We live from God's promises. We live in his promises. We're living from the end. And then it's God's business on how he gets it there. Right? <clears throat> So now listen, it says, but now a righteousness from God apart from the law. Now listen to this. It's apart from the law have been made known to which the law and prophets testify. Whoa, what's he saying? What's the law? The Torah. What is the Torah? The Pentateuch. Well, what's the Pentateuch? Right? The five books of the Bible, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. What's that? Then the prophets. What are the prophets? Jeremiah, Ezekiel, right? So he's saying, this is what they were all telling you about. You know, this book's about one thing, and you know who it's about? Jesus. Can you believe that? Why would it be about Jesus? I mean, because he's the way. Yeah, right? So it says, the law and the prophets it ha has made known to which the law and the prophets testify. The righteousness from God comes through faith. Comes through what? The righteousness from God comes through faith. Listen to this. The righteousness that comes from God comes through faith in your works. In what you're doing. No, it comes through 
Now listen again. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to those who are perfect, to those who do everything right, to those who are under the law. No. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Whoa, wait a second. This changes the whole game, right? Because now I have a righteousness that's apart from what I do. Now I have a righteousness that comes through faith by the sacrifice of one man whose name was Jesus, who was all God and was all man and died in my stead so that I could be righteous just like him. The Bible says, as he is, so are we. As he is where? As he is now. As he is where? He's everywhere, but as he is in heaven, so are we where? Right here. When he's saying, he said, I and the Father are one. You know what he's telling us now? We and us and him and the Father and the Holy Spirit, and we're one. We're one in him. And guess what? He's in each and every one of us. So really, if we're all part of God and you see your brother and you're, we're that's why we don't judge. Because when we're judging our brother, guess who we're really judging? We're judging ourselves, and we're judging God. Now think about that for a minute. Because we're all connected. We're all part of him. We're all made in his image. He loves us. So that changes the whole equation because now there's a righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe there is no difference like it's all equal ground that it says for some have sinned for a few have sinned for all do you know what that all means all for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I love this because we, we love to quote this one. But the next one we kind of fall off on because it said, and are justified. But I, I have, if all have sinned and all are justified. Now listen, if all have sinned, all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. Now listen, he did this to demonstrate his justice because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. I love it. He says, now 
And then he goes, I love 26 because he said he did it, did it to demonstrate his justice at the present time. When is the present time? No. Now. Now is the time of your salvation. When do you need help? Right now. Like I might need help tomorrow too, but I really need help right now. If you don't believe me, ask Linda or anyone else who is around me very much. Right? I need help right now. Now is the time of salvation. And I love where this said, no, so as to be just, and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus, where then is boasting? It is excluded. Oh, on what principle? On, on that of observing the law? No, but on that of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from observing the law. I didn't write this. Just so everyone knows. Not me. I didn't write this. Is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles too? Yes, the Gentiles do too. Since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through that faith, do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. Okay, I'm out of time. Man, I'm not, am I ever going to get to four? <laughs> I'm trying. I told you I'd get to four. So, not at all. What's he saying? It's not that you don't keep the law by observing the law. You keep the law by resting in Jesus and his finished work. Our faith is not based on us. Our faith is based on him. There's a reason Jesus died for us. We really need him. I really need him all the time. And I'm thankful for him because now in him I have life. And I have righteousness, and I have holiness, and I have wholeness, and I have abundance, and I have healing, and I have peace, and I have everything that he is. He's that good. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.